Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to the Fantasy Alarm MLB DFS podcast with hosts John Impemba and James Grande. What's going on, FA Nation? John Impemba here with James Grande. It is the Quick Pitch MLB DFS podcast. Recording here Sunday evening for Monday's seven game main slate. James, opening weekend of the MLB season is in the books. How are things shaping out for you so far? Annoying. Things have been good. Things have been bad. I think we all can say that it's been challenging to navigate the pitching, the world of pitching, considering everyone's on a pitch count these days and everyone's just rusty, right? A lot of rustiness everywhere, considering it's shortened spring trainings. And I don't know. It's mixed bag of results over the first weekend, John. First week, I guess, week and a half, right? But excited for monday slate and excited to get the new week kicked off yeah definitely excited to get this started uh, we did have a subscriber win thirty five thousand dollars on saturday pete cole Pretty out good. there shout Pretty out good. pete cole on his thursday playbook so it is possible to be successful with the mlb dfs playbook package if you're not yet subscribed to that mlb pro gets you 30 percent off fantasyalarm.com slash elmo it's a good start right we've had was that three or four main slates and we already have somebody with a takedown and a $35,000 winner so that could certainly have the potential obviously to be you guys we're gonna keep putting in the work we're gonna keep on breaking down these slates the worst part about early season MLB James we talk about this all the time Uh, you mentioned the pitch counts that's been wildly frustrating you know starting Zach Eflin today four shutout (laughs) innings 62 pitches and they take him out of the game you can't even qualify for the win doesn't get you the obviously the quality start points if you're playing over on DraftKings or Yahoo I'm sorry FanDuel or Yahoo there so frustrating but when you get early season MLB you get that first run through the rotation which means like every team eventually at the same time is throwing their number three their number four their number five starters which means the pitching pool at times (laughs) is ugly and uh, that's what we have here today Uh, Monday slate absolutely horrid pitching matchups here that we're gonna have to work through because again we're looking at teams number three number four starters and the, they're all in line they're all in sync so we don't have those those you know times where it's all right well this guy max scherzer's on the slate and against someone else's number five like nope everybody's back in the rotation is pitching that one's gonna be a little bit of a struggle but we do have seven games on this slate starting at 6 40 we have the old 6 40 start time this week here that's eastern incredible. standard time correct so if you're at work on the West Coast, you know, it's an afternoon game for everybody on the drive. But we have Oakland-Tampa Bay. The Rays are a 213 favorite with an eight-and-a-half run total in that game. We have the the Mets versus the Phillies. The Phillies are a minus 150 favorite, a nine-run total in that one. The Yankees and Blue Jays are even, minus 110 apiece. So no real favorite there, a nine-run total in that one. We have Minnesota versus Seattle. Minnesota's a minus 130 favorite, nine-run total. The Angels are a minus 145 favorite in a nine-and-a-half-run total game. Home against the Marlins, a little interleague play there. San Francisco, San Diego. Uh, San Francisco is a minus 145 favorite with an eight and a half run total. Currently, there is no line that I'm seeing, James. Maybe you have it for Atlanta, Washington. I'm not seeing anything for that game on my board. No, that's the only game I do not see either. So something to look at, something that's uh, potentially interesting to uh, see how that plays out because I'm looking at DraftKings here and what I'm looking at over on covers where I'm looking at the spreads, they have Annabelle Sanchez as the starting pitcher, but DraftKings has Josh Rogers as the starting pitcher for Washington. But I guess we'll see what happened there because the most recent note on Josh Rogers was that he was optioned to AAA. 
Do you have a do you have like a different projected starter anywhere for Washington or we have... I see undecided on multiple multiple places on We could have the return of Annabelle Sanchez maybe here so Let's see tomorrow I see so Rotowire mm-hmm. our good friends at Rotowire are projecting Josh Robert, Josh Rogers while ESPN is projecting uh, undecided. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, I'm actually seeing that now here as well. This is a report from Mark Zuckerman of mansports.com. Or wait, massinsports.com. Mass, yeah. yeah, yeah. That he's, that Annabelle Sanchez is doubtful with a neck. Josh Rogers is the top candidate. All right, so maybe Josh Rogers is the guy getting the start here. So nothing official, but like he's the lead candidate. Correct. The- yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm seeing there. So anyway, so that's the matchups. And like I said, there's a. It's kind of when it comes to pitching options here, but let's get into it. Top starter on the slate for DraftKings, and we're looking at DraftKings, FanDuel, and Yahoo. Alec Manoa going up against the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. He is ten thousand two hundred dollars. Now, obviously, Manoa last year as a rookie was absolutely fantastic. 9-2, ERA, had 127 strikeouts over 111 and two-thirds innings. We know there's a lot of swing and miss in this Yankees, but there's also a lot of ability to put the ball in the stands, especially in Yankees Stadium. And the Blue Jays pitching, we just saw get rocked by the bats of Texas over the weekend. Do you have any confidence in spending up on an Alec Manoa? I mean, in tournaments, because the upside, the strikeout upside. But again, it's not like, this doesn't feel like a game that I really want to attack pitching in necessarily if you want to do it in a tournament that's fine i think my lean for cash and probably my lean in general just in the top tier would be alex wood that would probably be where my interest lies at the top of the pitcher position okay yeah that's i too i feel like alex Wood. i'm looking on is he not slated to start so that's Fandle doesn't. Yeah. So I see what you're saying. He's not in the player pool. Not in, right. He's not showing up on Fanduel. But I don't know, if you unclick the only show probable pitchers button, Alex Wood does exist at 9200. So if you do, if he does, he's not cheap. So it's not like you're getting a huge discount off of him at 9200. Right. Is the third highest price pitcher. But Fanduel does not have a listed starter for San Francisco. So we'll. I guess we'll see what I happens. I see Wood. There. I see Wood both on ESPN and Rotowire, as well as DraftKings. Mm-hmm. So I agree where it's, I guess it's not confirmed. Right. It was also showing Annabelle Sanchez. So maybe they're just way behind the curve. Yeah. Let's look, let's see if anyone has. Does, does uh, the actual team page have projected starter for the game? Do the, do the Giants have Wood listed as a as the projected starter? Has anybody announced Alex Wood? So let's go to Twitter. Alex Wood. Let's type his name in. Let's see. Starting Monday. Here we go. Let's see. Nobody nobody is confirming that Alex Wood is pitching, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think I just think it makes sense based on like his turn in the rotation. Right. And we're also seeing it from multiple locations. So let's just go with Alex Wood as the starter. Or let's just say, hypothetically, if Alex Wood starts, he's my favorite top arm. Okay. San Diego hit righties better last year. Mm -hmm. They added Voight, who was a reverse splits hitter last year. They obviously don't have Fernando Tatis. So I think there's, like, a lot of holes to exploit in the San Diego offense. So I know they have some good lefties. Like, Profar has been really good to start the year. CJ Abrams is obviously interesting. And Hosmer's there. Cronenworth. No, those guys are really scary. Right? Like, yeah. 
None of them are really scary. So I think on Alex Wood, I, I think he would be my top guy. Ten innings in the spring, about the most anyone's thrown on this whole slate. If you look through the slate of how many innings these pitchers threw in spring training, it is ugly. Yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, a mid-tier option, and this is somebody that Howard Bennett had talked a lot about during the offseason, was Huascar and I know. Um, going up against Washington, they're at home. We know, of course, that middle of that lineup is actually kind of potent, right? Obviously, Juan Soto. Nelson Cruz at age 110 homered today. And we know Josh Bell can still put the ball out of the yard. If he's capable of pitching around them three, I guess we have to give Kybert some love too, right? If he's able to sort of work his way around the middle of that order, maybe there's some mid-tier appeal here. But again, there's some... There's a very low floor. There's like a negative point floor with a lot of the pitchers on this slate. Definitely something to kind of work around. It could be just you spend down and hope that they don't get rocked and spend up on hitters to make up the difference. But at least for now, I know it could be an interesting option because Washington, to start the year, their strikeout rate as a team is like over 30%. Yeah, I'm okay going there. We're just going to have to be very hip to the news. We're going to have to be aware of managers talking about pitch counts and what their guys are going to be throwing because Taiwan Walker, Ranger Suarez, like all these guys are okay. Luis Patino is the big favorite on the board, minus 210 in, in uh, on DraftKings Sportsbook, but he has only thrown two spring training innings. So I'd like to know all these pitch counts before committing to really any of them. It's, it's very hard to like any of them, but probably does have the most upside of that crew. And then we just go to the value tier where, like, maybe we take a shot on Dylan Bundy. Nick Martinez hasn't pitched since 2017. Right. And he's going to start against a, a pretty good San Fran lineup. Michael Lorenzen is back to being a starter, right? Like, and not playing in the field. So I don't... The value tier is disgusting. It's hope and pray with Martinez or Bundy or, I guess, Herna- or Eliza Hernandez, too, I guess, could be an option. But yeah. that game has the that game has the highest total on the board, right? Mm-hmm. Nine, the only game at nine and a half or more, at least barring something more significant in Washington Atlanta, which I don't expect, but it could. So I don't necessarily love the pitching in that match. Yeah, I'm with you. Again, it's the news will definitely help if you're on a site where like Fanduel, where you only need to pick one pitcher. Great. Uh, obviously, you got DraftKings and Yahoo, you got to pick two. So be a little bit more of a challenge when it comes to how you're building your lineups. Catcher position, obviously JT Real Muto is at the top. He's a good bat. He can handle himself. Ty Walker, again, we don't know how long he's going to be on the, out there on the on the mound, right? You know, that's something that you have to, or not Ty mm-hmm. Walker. Yeah, Ty, Tywan Walker. Yeah, that's, how long does it take for them to get into their bullpen? And, and then that impacts, obviously, the BVP or the splits that you're looking at as well. I have a case in the Mondays just looking at the pitchers, John. It's not good. Am I allowed to have a case in the Mondays looking yeah, at the... Yeah. I know. Yeah, this, a, it's okay. a free country. Par- partially? Sure enough. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Time Walker is fine. He's like, again, you just need to find out what's going on with him and, and how many pitches he's going to throw. So I agree. Like this whole, again, this tier is, we just have to stay hip to the news on who is throwing how many pitches and or how many pitches man- the managers expect them to throw. Yeah. Well, like I said, if you're spending up at catcher, Real Muto is probably fine, even though we don't know how long Walker is going to be in a game for. We also have some lefty-righty splits that we tend to attack, but again, we don't know how long they're going to be on the field for. You have Darno against the lefty, presumably in Roger. That's something that we ha- have liked talking about. We've talked about Kybert Ruiz being an offensive first catcher. We like Twino, but 3,200, he's sort of definitely 
going to be in that mix. You have the Blue Jays catchers, Danny Jansen flashing some early power this season. Something to look at with them. For me personally, I just like to spend down at catcher. So I think Gary Sanchez is probably just where I'm going to go. And I'm just going to live and die by his production. The power is obviously there. Um, or the potential for the power to be there. Hit a grand slam, had five RBIs. Maybe he's enjoying his time in Minnesota. Um, well, they're not making him catch. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he can hit sometimes. It's not the easiest matchup. Flexen's been good, but you pointed to, out to me, like, you made a good point before we started the pod. Like, Flexen doesn't strike guys out. Maybe a spot that Gary puts the bat on ball and, you know, puts one out of the park. And I don't hate that. And I kind of agree. I also like spending down a catcher. Most of my exposure at the position is probably going to be Joey Bart. As long as he's, as long as he's in the starting lineup. Already homered this year. Lefty-righty matchup against, again, Nick Martinez, who hasn't pitched in professional baseball, well, in the major leagues since 2017. I, I like Joey Bart quite a bit. Very cheap on both sites. He's actually cheaper than Sanchez, too, on DraftKings. 2500 He's a little more expensive on FanDuel. Yeah. Um, at the first base position here, Vladdy against Tyon at $6,100. You got Atani against Hernandez at six k. You know, you mentioned Hernan- uh, Martinez there, rather. Brandon Belt at yep. $5,500, right? Like, top-tier pricing guys at first base are all just monsters right now. Yeah, I actually think, like, Vlad is obviously in play and Otani, for whatever reason, is first. I was, I was like, why is he first? I think Vlad is, a, is all his production last year, not all of it, but most of it was against right-handed pitching, so we love that. I think I like Belt a little more, based on the matchup, and I really like Matt Olson too. I know it's a lefty, but Matt Olson hits lefties. Three straight multi-hit games, Matt Olsen looks quite good in a Braves jersey right now. I like Olsen and Belt a little ahead of Vladdy, it's going to help save you a little bit of money too. But obviously, Vlad is an elite play. Otani's Otani's fine. I'm not going to obviously knock if you want to play Shohei Otani ever. Yep, right. He's coming off leading the league in home runs, basically. But again, we're talking about a seven-game slate. But there, but to me, there's not a ton else at this position that I love. There's obviously some guys in the mid-tier. You can go Ty France. You have Pete Alonzo against the lefty if you want to go in that direction. Josh Bell against the Wainoa, even though we kind of like Wainoa. But I don't know. Like, Is there anybody else, I guess, to you that is interesting? You've talked Luke Voigt, but he's a reverse splits guy. Going up against the lefty isn't really doing him too many favors there either. Yeah, I like the price on Luke Voigt more than I like Luke Voigt hitting. I think G-Man Choi is interesting. I think that would be my favorite. Like he's a mid-tier play on DraftKings, and he's only twenty-four hundred on FanDuel. And we've seen he's gonna play, I guess, when there's a righty on the mound and Harold Ramirez against a lefty. But Paul Blackburn is not good against lefties last year. Three thirty-three, four hundred three, five fifty-one slash is what he allowed. Four hundred seven woba, one point seven home runs per nine innings it's a nightmare for him so i kind of like g-man Choi quite a bit going up against blackburn i think um not the best ballpark to hit in but like i think tampa bay is going to be one of the more popular stacks on the slate yeah tampa bay is always kind of like a sneaky stack team too mm-hmm. and he's cheap he's gonna fit your stack that's gonna include brandon lau and wander franco and he Helps obviously save some cash because he's only four thousand on DraftKings and twenty four hundred on FanDuel. Okay, 
Anybody else for you or go to the second base? Seth Brown could be a guy, depending on how you feel about like Tampa's bullpen, because Patino, we don't expect to be long for this game, considering he only threw two innings in, in spring training. They did, they did throw a lot of simulated games, which aren't going to show up on the box score, but That's I, do, fair. I do agree with you. So maybe Seth Brown already has a homer on the year. Um, hitting I mean, in the they, middle we, of that we saw them pull McClanahan after, what, 50 pitches the other day? Yeah, or something? yeah. So, so, like, not – it's a little uncomfortable, but, like, hey, man, Brown has four RBIs in three games and hit a bomb, and he's getting opportunities, so I don't, like, hate that. Okay. You mentioned Blackburn struggles against lefties. I guess that's going to put Brandon Lowe right on your radar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The only problem is it's like, okay, if Rogers starts for Washington, we have a decision to make. On FanDuel, it's easy because you could play. Yeah, you could play. And utility, right. Ozzie Albies, we, I know he wasn't great the other day, and we were let a lot of people down because I know he was the cover of both our prize picks and our under, underdog articles, and he was in the core plays, and he was in the playbook. And he let us down. But the large body of work that he has put forth so far in his major league career against lefties is elite. So I'm going to go back to the... So low may be the contrarian play then, if you think a lot of people are going to take the price discount on DraftKings on Albies here. Yeah, I do. Right, I do obviously on yeah. FanDuel, Albies is actually the more expensive player, more expensive. but that could, be the, that could be the strategy for you. And Albies is probably in cash given that matchup would you play any other guy chisholm's 5k i don't know he, yeah lorenzen though we don't know what to get to think of him i guess i guess that's a fair point but like are we we're gonna pay that much money for chisholm i don't know that's yeah. a lot dude. that's a lot okay. I, I guess he's a talented guy like he, we haven't seen he his is peak. Fair. that is true he, that is true I'm, I'm looking through and i guess it wouldn't be fair to like it's hard to get an assessment on lorenzen because he's been relieving He's been pretty good on lefties for the last few years. 2017-18, he was pretty bad against lefties, but I don't know. Like, I think I just prefer the other guys too much at, like, such a similar price point. Sure. In the mid-tier, I think Adam Frazier is fine for cash. Lefty, yep. getting Dylan sure. Bundy, like, easy. He's going to hit 300. He gets on base. I think Seattle's Hanniger homer again today. Second straight game. No slowing that guy down. Value tier for second baseman? Anybody for you? Jeff Frazier was my value guy. Frazier was my value guy because he's 2,400 on fan. So I'm with you. Yeah, I think that's four, great. 2,400 fan. He's 4K on DraftKings. That's a little bit a little bit more expensive. Who's in? We talked about Davis as a third baseman, right? Who's going to play in the, on the Mets at second base then? Because Cano's a lefty. Lefties. McNeil is a lefty. Yeah, all the lefties. Like... It's probably start McNeil, DH Davis, Cano's odd man out. Okay. Nobody well, that we would be in probably playing then. No, I think at second, there's not a ton of value, I guess. Uh, maybe a dart throw on Cesar Hernandez. I was just, literally going to say, yeah. He hits um, lead off. He has just, some power. Yeah, 21 home runs last year was a career high. The yeah. speed's kind of gone. So. Right, yeah. He traded. Yeah, he stopped running because he's his power. Home run guy now. And now, and if he gets on, plus there's run scoring ability with Soto hitting behind him yeah, too. So Exactly. Anybody else? No. Okay. Third base at the top, Machado versus a lefty. Or actually, we talked about this the other day. He actually hit righties way better last it's, year. Yeah, hit, he was hit, very. Him very... and Riley both hit righties way better than lefties. Something I guess worth noting there. Rendon had a day off today. Maybe maybe a little maybe arrested Anthony Rendon at forty three hundred on DraftKings. Yeah, that game is again. I, I think there's a. And it's probably why I should have been a little more bullish on Otani when we talked about him. But this game has the highest implied total, at least the highest over under. There's something there. Maybe Vegas is wrong, but 
like you said, we don't know much about Lorenzen and Hernandez coming off. He what he got hit in the arm with a, a line drive, and he hasn't lived up to the to the bit. He hasn't lived up to the hype yet. So maybe there's something there with Rendon. Only 3100 on uh, Fanduel's good price. 4300 on DraftKings is a really good price too, honestly. Yeah, no, it's it's a it's a good mid tier number. It could be a maybe a safer cash game play for some if they want to go in that direction. What are your thoughts on Eduardo Escobar? He actually smacked left-handed pitching last year. 295 877 OP. Yeah, and he continues to hit right in the heart of that Mets lineup. A pretty good Mets lineup right now. Yeah. Yeah, I like Escobar. He's going to start as you mentioned, Only hit three. lefties. It's a good price. Yeah, I can I can I'll definitely I vouch. Forty one hundred is good price too. Three on, doubles uh, to start. Three doubles, three games to start the year for Eduardo Escobar. I like it. I like it too. It's probably probably Fanduel. That's probably where I'm going. If we're you know the mid tier, another guy obviously that has third base eligibility for the Mets that we talked about was JD Davis. Three K, another strong play. At least Escobar has dual position eligibility. You can play him at first base on third base on DraftKings on Fanduel. He has third base and second base eligibility. Solves your second base question potentially. For who's yep. gonna who's gonna play second against the left? That's true. So yeah, I'm big. On, we're big on JD Davis here, also. Yeah, JD Davis, and you're talking about eligibility. He's also outfield eligibility on Fanduel, third outfield. So that's something to keep in mind. I also like Gio Urshela a little bit here. Okay. Been good the first two games he's played. We know him more for his glove, obviously, but he's been a pretty good bat for the last couple of years for the Yankees. Last year was just full of injuries. He's like pretty much healthy partially healthy coming into this year so if you don't believe in the flexin if you don't believe in the 2021 that chris flexin had after spending years in the kbo i think you could play urshela so i think urshela davis stand out probably as the two uh the two values at third what are your what are your thoughts on this bryson scott he is only 2100 dollars on DraftKings. i i do like that he what he he first game of his career he hit ninth and then he hit sixth in the second game. So I don't hate it. Yeah, he didn't play Saturday. He took a, took a day off on Saturday. And then he his second game, he hit sixth. So, like, I like that they moved him up in the order. I think they're trying to figure out what the heck they're doing with Hamdy and Alec Baum. So, like, sure. I don't hate it. Okay. I don't love it. But I think there's a little upside considering his price tag across the industry. Okay. Yeah, he's third base shortstop eligibility on FanDuel at twenty three hundred, but just being twenty one hundred dollars on DraftKings, if you're looking to try to just spend down and right. stars and scrubs, right? Like you know, we talk about this all the time. When there's like a mint price guy hitting in the top half, and roster ship tends to go to those players because the obviously the production opportunities that are there, but also because you're in baseball, it's okay if he gets a zero at twenty one hundred, right? Like right. not yes, you you want guys being productive, but if him being twenty one hundred allows you to get Vladdy Jr. and Vladdy Jr. hits two home runs, it's okay. You know, right? Like that's just how it's all about lineup and roster construction, probably more than anything else in, in baseball. So um, that works there for me. Uh shortstop, you got at the top, you got Bo Bichette, you got Francisco Lindor, you got Wander Franco. Top guys, Lindor Homer today. So uh, Franco continues to rake. What are what are your thoughts on this position? Those are my two guys. And I think Bichette can be in play. I'm not just like poo-pooing him, but I prefer Lindor and and Wander. I told you I think Blackburn is a gas can, and lefties crushed him last year. And Lindor's just looked better to start the year. I know it's we're very early in the year, but we've already seen power. We've seen patience. He's even swiped a bag in four games. He's we're starting to get a little bit of everything from Lindor that we 
got none of last year. I think Lindor and Franco stand out the most to me at the position. I think it gets pretty ugly quickly. So I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm like a sneaky J.P. Crawford stan. So you love that. So you love that extension he got. Right. And not, not only that. Like last year, there was times where like we were riding Crawford in DFS. Like he was, and the prices weren't really catching up to him. Thirty eight hundred dollars on DraftKings is okay. He gets the Dylan Bundy matchup on FanDuel. He's just twenty six hundred. But today he went one for two with a double run and a walk. He went two for four on Saturday. He went zero for two, but had two walks on opening day. There is he a guy that lights it up? Not not necessarily, but he finds his way on base. And again, I think Seattle's offense is like sneaky good a little bit. And, and I don't mind that they bat him at the back end of the lineup because I talk about this all the time. Who hits behind the nine hitter? It's the one hitter, the two hitter, the three hitter. It's fine. It's okay. Don't be worried that he's hitting ninth because the guys that drive those players in are right behind him in the order. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with a little J.B. Crawford here against Dylan Bundy. Yeah, we like Dylan Bundy on this slate because we're forced to like Dylan Bundy on this slate. Like we, there's no one else to like on this slate. He had a five ERA last year. We don't love him. Yeah, he but... was horrible. <laughs> so he is very exploitable by the Seattle by anyone you want to use for Seattle on a one pitcher slate. You don't even have to worry about using Dylan Bundy. You just use like Alex Wood or like mm-hmm. spend all the way up in Manoa. Crawford is very solid. Twenty six, I think. Kim is very solid. Twenty five. Kim is probably the value. And then. Yeah, he's probably the value play. I was going to say... Because he's 2900 on DraftKings. So, like, him and him and Crawford are closer on FanDuel, but it's almost a $1,000 difference on DraftKings. I was looking at Joey Wendell on FanDuel. He's not... He's Unfortunately, he's a second, third baseman on DraftKings. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a, a third guy, baseman shortstop. Yeah, I was just looking... Like, maybe we should be paying more attention to this Lorenzen matchup, right? Because, like... He's been a reliever. He wanted to hit. Now he's trying to focus only on hitting. Like, how good is he going to be? Right. He wasn't, obviously, he wasn't great as a starter. That's why the, all this other stuff came into play to begin with. So, I don't know. Wendell was pretty good for my or for Tampa last year. 2,200. If he's hitting fifth or sixth again, like, I'm kind of in. Uh, he's played two of the three games, nine or pl- nine plus Fandle points so far. If Wendell's in the starting lineup, I could see myself getting there. Okay. Um, I'm trying to see here. Do we know what Santiago Espinal? Is he a lefty hitter or righty hitter? He's a righty hitter. I saw a tweet the other day about Santiago Espinal that he came into camp and added a bunch of like muscle to his frame. And then his, someone shared his, like the line drive hard hit rate that he had over the last couple of games. And like, they were all like career highs all over like a hundred miles <laughs> per hour. So like they're just saying like keep it keep an eye on Santiago Espinal in this Blue Jays lineup because he's hitting ropes and he added a bunch of muscle in the offseason. So he apparently he started the first two games and then gave way to Kevin Biggio, but he's two thousand dollars. So just a name to keep in mind if you're Jameson Tyon. We're not really sure what to think of him quite yet, but if Santiago Espinal at two K is in the starting lineup, get some Blue Jays exposure. I'd be interested just based off of based off some of the Twitter hype. You know, sometimes it's good to have your ear to the ground with those things. You follow the right people. And something like that pops up for you, and maybe you get on the train before anybody else realizes it's off the track. 60% hard hit rate, 60% line drive rate. So maybe you're onto something here, Johnny. Uh, well, it's not me. It's somebody else. I just happen to follow the right guy who <laughs> tweeted out that, that he's hitting ropes, right? I was like, yeah. I was. Oh, here it is right here. His 2022 exit velocities, this was yesterday, 106.9, 106.2, 106.0. 
That's oh, pretty. That's like elite. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> elite level long drive <laughs> rate, hard, hard exit velocity rate. So I'm just saying that if this dude's in the lineup at two thousand dollars on FanDuel, and what is he over on DraftKings? He is twenty four hundred dollars on DraftKings. I'm gonna give him a look in Yankee Stadium. So yeah, keep keep buying. This is gonna be my Harry Adrianza call of uh of 2022. Yeah. Anyways, too much time probably spent on San Diego Espinal or not. I'm going to cut up this <laughs> when it happens. Tweet it out to the world. Uh, all right. Outfield here. Obviously, there's a ton of outfielders, James. You know, uh, h- hard to pick from the favorites, but Bryce Harper, obviously, is in a really good spot, we think, against Taiwan. You know, we can always stack Blue Jays, I think, against the Yankees. Springer was a 25% roster today. Homer does a leadoff hitter. Still has that in his bag. Buxton homered. We talked about Flexton being a, a pitch to contact type of guy there. Any, anybody, I guess like any core guys that you're like for sure building your lineups around here. I'm going to rescind my hate for Otani, John, from before. And I'm all in now. Okay. <laughs> and I'm going back to Eliza Hernandez last year in 27 innings against left-handed hitters. Can you guess how many home runs he allowed? 27 innings. Okay. Just 12, 27 innings. 11. That was close. That is a lot of home runs. A lot of bumps. In How many that, left in Angels lineup? That was it just Jared Walsh? Jordan Marsh? Jared, Jared Walsh, Walsh, yeah. Shout out Jared Walsh back at first. 3,400. Homer yeah, last night off Verlander. Um, just oh, by the way, there. Verlander's back on his shit again, by the way. Just giving up solo shots. Yeah, just solo shots. Almost gave up uh, one trout, but that was uh, stolen. Yeah. And all, then, the, uh, all those home runs Verlander gave up his Cy Young award years. They were all solos. Every single one of them. <laughs> Never yep. gave up. Never gave up like more than a two-run <laughs> home run. It was un- I think Shohei Otani might hit like three home runs here if Hernandez is going to allow a six sixty-four slug, four twelve woba. He had an eight ten FIP. I could just keep three point six seven home runs per nine innings against lefties. Like, dude. So you're you're rattling off numbers that aren't good, right? That's what you're- <laughs> if this was Nikola Jokic MVP season, nobody would care. But all these numbers matter, and they're leading me down the road of Jared Walsh, Shohei Otani, Brandon Marsh, whatever lefty is in the Angels lineup, I'm playing. But Otani here back in the outfield, uh, perfect time to. He is my. He is now my favorite outfielder. I went. Oh, he's okay at first, and no, he's my favorite outfielder. Okay. But the, you know, at first, tougher competition. Right. 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 We mentioned already. Dylan Bundy's on the mound for Minnesota. He's not good. He had a 6.06 ERA last year. Not great. What's kind of interesting, though, is that no nobody really – hitters didn't really, like, crush him, per se. Righties hit 263. Lefties hit 230. Righties did have an 863 OPS off of him. Lefties just 756. But I would have expected with the 6 ERA, somebody – one split side hitting, like, 340 uh, off of him. That, that's not really the case. That being said, I still like Hanniger and Winker. You know, Hanniger, again, back-to-back days on home runs. Uh, Winker from the left side of the plate – on FanDuel, they're thirty-two and thirty-three hundred dollars, which is like sheesh. Wait, DraftKings Winker's five K, Hanniger's forty-six. So I would definitely take the Hanniger side of that. If Probably ha- Kelnick in that. Fair Kelnick way. in that. Kelnick in that mix too, right? It's yeah. thirty-five hundred. Yeah, let's see. Was he is twenty-nine on FanDuel? He hasn't had a great start to his year, but if you're stacking, maybe you throw him in there. Oh no, he's one for one for, which is unfortunate yeah, because I have his uh, memorabilia <laughs> jersey card that uh, patch that I'm just hoping for him to become an MVP. Off to a, off to a tough start there. But I, I like those guys in the mid tier. Schwarber again, if we're not believing in Walker here, Schwarber's leading off, thirty five hundred on Fanduel, a, a really good number 
a really good price tag for him. He's 53 mm-hmm. again on DraftKings. You kind of have to pick and choose who you're spending up for on DraftKings. On Free Duel, we're bringing it back, James. <laughs> you can play whoever you want. Yeah. Especially like Alex Wood, 90. If, what was he? You said he 92. was 92, right? Yeah, 92. Like you're going to be able to afford just about anyone you want on FanDuel. Some more big tier <sighs> guys. Ozuna's only 3K on FanDuel. That's again versus a lefty. Let's see anybody else here? Was... Probably some Braves outfielders. I know they the splits favor right handed pitching, but if they're starting this dude, Rogers, Washington, like. Ozuna, 3K, Duvall, 29. One of them said in a home run. Yeah, Duvall actually sucked against lefties last year, but... O- Osuna Osuna ha- was having that like MVP, weird MVP-ish year in the shortened season. Yeah. So I don't hate him 3K against uh, Rodgers here. Okay. You said Will Myers hit lefties well last year, right? I know you're big yep. on Alex Wood, but... Yeah, he hit lefties well. I'm okay with, I'm okay with Will Myers. I just don't, like... It's just hard to trust anyone other than Alex Wood on this slate. It really is. So, like, that's why I keep going back to him. But we're going to have to diversify Profar, somewhere. Today, your boy actually has home runs now. Back-to-back games for, for jerks and Profar here. Homered off of a lefty today gets lefty. Former number one former number one prospect in baseball about 15 years ago, finally. He's derailed his career, but he's finally making it back. He hits. So, he's another guy. Like, the Padres have, like, super weird splits guys because like Profar definitely hits better from the right side and will myers hits lefties well but then like their other guys don't hit lefties well like the ones that get paid a lot of money don't hit lefties well. i'm okay with Profar. i like that i think vandal he has like shortstop eligibility he has second base and outfield so mm-hmm. like i think that's pretty good who's that giants prospect that i called out today did he end up playing or no i you know who i'm talking about don't I did not watch the Giants game today. Did they call nor did up, I see who was called up. They called up one of their top prospects, supposedly. Everybody was making a big deal about it on the Twitter sphere. It didn't even they didn't play today. San Francisco Giants? Yeah. Didn't they weren't on the Sunday site? No. Alright then. Kinda of, what kind of opening weekend is that? Not playing on Sunday site? Yeah, they didn't play... No, they didn't play today. Okay, hold on. I'll tell you what it is in a second. Giants prospect. Elio Ramos. But I don't see him. Okay. Don't see him on the player pool, so I guess we don't have to worry about him. They called him up. I wonder who he is going to play in place of. They, they waited three games, and then they're like, you know what? It's time. I'm sick of your Stremski. Right, right. <laughs> no, nah, he's... Like, didn't... No, he played today. They oh, played two, he went two for three. So tell me San Francisco, or FanDuel rather. Cool. Why am I not, what am I missing here? Oh, you're right. They won 3-2. Yeah, I said, like, there's no way they didn't play today. I'm looking like. He's mid-priced $2,000 on DraftKings. He went two for three today. Uh, not in the FanDuel player pool. Not in the plan. Not in the FanDuel player pool. Uh, unlucky. Unlucky, poor product, FreeDuel. What are we doing? Yeah, two for three with a run score today. Debut. You can play him play, on DraftKings. Play him on DraftKings, yep. $2,000 going up against Lefty and Alex Wood. On FanDuel, yep. Josh Lowe, good value. Tampa Bay, get, you know, left-hander against Blackburn again. Jesus Sanchez is someone that I've been high on all offseason. Two for four today. Tons of power on this kid. And uh, he gets the matchup against Lorenzen yeah. in that nine and a half over-under. I like Jesus Sanchez, 2,600 on uh 
Yeah, Yeah, that's a little tougher to get to, but I think the Marlins, you can play pieces of the Marlins. Nelly is 4K. I know, so you probably just, you'd rather play Nelly. I think Sanchez, Sanchez has like 30 home run power. Sure. If if he can stay healthy throughout the full year. So I, I, I like him at 26 more than I like him at, what did you say, 42 yeah. on drafting? So yeah, I definitely like him more on FanDuel. Okay. I guess maybe one one last guy I'll throw out there just because you mentioned that Nick Martinez hasn't pitched in forever. Jock Jams is 3,200 on DraftKings, Jock Peterson. Come on and get up. It's time to dance now. Welcome to the Space Jam. All right, so I'm just some just a power bat, thirty two hundred. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's probably that's uh, probably it for me, unless something else pops up. You know, during the day tomorrow. Top stacks, teams we've talked about so far here. Uh, you like the going up against lefty specific, but yeah. like obviously you could include Trout if you yeah. wanted to. Uh, Toronto's obviously always in play there. We like I I like Seattle. I think against Bundy's a little bit sneaky. Mm-hmm. And I like Tampa. I would say I I, I like Tampa quite a bit. Yep. So that's probably where we're at with stacks. James will be on the playbook, so he'll have the stacks as part of the playbook. Do you have a, get a home run call here, James? I'm upset with myself because for the entire podcast on Friday, I want to say, I, I was just talking up Austin Riley. Or, or maybe it was the first podcast we did. I just talked up Austin Riley the whole game. Uh-huh. I think it was the second one. And then when it came down to like the home run call, I went with somebody else. And then Riley Homer. Disappointed in myself. Neither of us have technically been correct yet. Who is your <laughs> home run call? For I'm going to go with Otani against Blackburn. Okay. Hernandez. Against her yeah, against Hernandez, sorry. I'm think they both just suck against lefty. I'm, I'm gonna go with Show. Okay, I'm gonna go with Kyle Schwarber against Taiwan Walker. I think we're getting a leadoff home run. Ooh. We're not even just saying home run, you're saying leadoff home run. Okay. Yeah, that's where I'm going. I'm going leadoff home run, Kyle Schwarber against Taiwan Walker. That's what I'm going with. So that is the home run calls. We'll have everything out for a full day's content. Slate starts again at six forty PM Eastern time. James will be on the playbook. I'll have some prize fix player props out there. We'll, we'll try to keep it keep it going. It has some success on Saturday, Sunday. We get, we kind of got killed there with pitchers getting taken out of the games early. So we'll see how we can adjust that strategy because this is going to be an ugly slate for pitching. We'll work on it. But we'll continue to have player props up for underdog and prize picks throughout the season. If you have any questions, please get us in Discord or get us on Twitter as well. And James and I will catch you guys later.